Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We are studying the Gospel of John. Today is episode 191. We're looking at John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. Let's read our passage. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. It's just two simple little verses here, but these are important verses. These are ending chapter 20, and we've still got another chapter to go. But this is giving his purpose, why he wrote the gospel. He didn't write it as a history book. He didn't write it as an academic exercise, a book of theology. He wrote it for well, the purpose he gives. First, he says that Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. So he's saying right here, I didn't write everything because I'm not writing a complete history. I'm not writing a biography. The purpose I've written is verse 31, but he says specifically signs in the presence of his disciples. The whole point here is there are witnesses John himself is writing this as an eyewitness. These are things I know. These are things I saw. These are things I experienced. So he is writing as a witness, and he's also including the other disciples there as witnesses also, that we saw these things and know that they are true. And he's being very upfront here. And this isn't a complete history. So my goal is not to tell you everything I know. My goal is to tell you enough. So we say, well, enough of what? And that's verse 31. Not everything has been written, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So his purpose of writing is that you may believe. So these, that is, these signs, these things, the information I have given is for a very specific purpose, not to provide a historical record, not to provide an archive, not to provide a complete analysis of the events, but I have written so that you may believe. So these things are written. He uses the same tense here that Pilate used when he had the sign made to put on the cross where the Jews said, uh, hey, don't write that. Instead, just say he claimed he was the king of the Jews. And Pilate says, I have written what I have written. And so uh, the finality of it, and, and John uses that same tense here, the perfect tense. The perfect tense of the verb is something that is a completed action, but with continuing effect. These things are written. They have been written. It's a done deal. They are written, but the effect is continuing on. So he uses the perfect tense here for these things are written. But then he adds another piece to this, so that you may believe. You may believe. That's actually a single word in the original Greek here. It's a present active subjunctive verb. Now, the subjunctive mood is that which indicates what could be. And, and the point here is could believe. He has written it so that you may believe. Now, a question here, is he writing to believers or unbelievers? 
Most people believe that he's writing to believers, but believers already believe. He's writing to really both. He's writing to believers so that their faith may be strengthened. Yeah, you may believe, but you need this gospel to strengthen that foundational belief, to draw you even closer to God, so that you may, he might say, so that you may continue to believe. But he's also writing for unbelievers, so that they may come to believe. So he is writing so, so that people can believe. And believe what? That Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, Jews at the time were looking for the Messiah, but they didn't link the Messiah with the Son of God. The Messiah was a variety of beliefs that the Messiah would be a religious figure. The Messiah would be a political figure. The Messiah would be a military figure or even combinations of those. But the the Messiah was going to come and be a leader for the Jews to restore them to greatness. Uh, Hopefully he'd be a military leader and kick the, the Romans out of town. Maybe he'd be a religious leader and lead them into some kind of revival type of thing. But the idea of the Messiah being the Son of God, that wasn't a popular idea. So these are two separate things that, of course, we understand they're linked. But the original readers didn't necessarily understand that, that that the Messiah is the Son of God. And so he, he lists them separately here. And he's saying, I've written this gospel so that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the promised one of the Old Testament, but also the Son of God. And there's a purpose to that. And that by believing it, you may have life in his name. And that was one of the big messages of the gospel, that the way to eternal life is by believing in the name of Jesus. One of the things Jesus said was, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And John's carrying that on, that how you have eternal life, by believing in the name of Jesus. So his goal in writing this gospel was that you may believe. Believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And the result of that believing is life. Life in his name. Now John doesn't use nouns for faith and knowledge. It's just something he avoids because faith is not a a thing. Knowledge is, is not a thing. It's a verb. To John. Now we use them as nouns, and appropriately so. But but in John's thinking here, it's not a matter that you have something called faith. It's that you actually believe, and and so believe is the verb form of faith. You could say have faith, believe, and have faith are, are the same thing. But he, he never uses faith as his goal that you would possess this noun called faith. It's always believe, that you would actually believe in a verb form. Or not that you would have a a body of knowledge and just know things, but that you would believe things. So he's he's breaking this down in the bottom line here. The reason he wrote this gospel is so you would believe. And a result of that believing is you would have life, eternal life, in the name of Jesus. Now, this seems like the closing of the gospel. And 
most people believe it probably originally was. So what do we make then of chapter 21? Well, there's a, a lot of theories on that, and, and most people believe that John wrote, there, there's some who don't believe that John wrote chapter 21, but most believe that he, he kind of closed out his gospel here is, okay, that is the gospel. That's the story of Jesus and why he came, his mission. But then chapter 21 is, most people call it an epilogue, where you have the prologue at the beginning before he actually starts the story, where he's just laying the background. Then he tells the story, which ends here. Then the epilogue, kind of the ending story, and that's to lay the groundwork for what about the disciples? What about the apostles? And we'll we'll get to that next time as we start into chapter 21 of the Gospel of John. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue looking at the Gospel of John.